Section two of Confessions, volumes five and six. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Confessions, volumes five and six, by Jean Jacques Rousseau. Anonymously translated. Section two at that time the study i am now speaking of would have been well placed the opportunity was good and i had some temptation to profit by it for the satisfaction i saw in the eyes of annet when he came home loaded with new discovered plants set me two or three times on the point of going to herbalize with him and I am almost certain that had I gone once I should have been caught, and perhaps at this day might have been an excellent botanist, for I know no study more congenial to my natural inclination than that of plants. The life I have led for these ten years past in the country being little more than a continual herbalizing though i must confess without object and without improvement but at the time i am now speaking of i had no inclination for botany nay i even despised and was disgusted at the idea considering it only as a fit study for an apothecary madame de varens was fond of it merely for this purpose seeking none but common plants to use in her medical preparations thus botany chemistry and anatomy were confounded in my idea under the general denomination of medicine and served to furnish me with pleasant sarcasms the whole day which procured me from time to time a box on the ear applied by madame de varens besides this a very contrary taste grew up with me and by degrees absorbed all others this was music i was certainly born for that science i loved it from my infancy and it was the only inclination i have constantly adhered to but it is astonishing that what nature seemed to have designed me for should have cost me so much pains to learn and that i should acquire it so slowly that after a whole life spent in the practice of this art i could never attain to sing with any certainty at sight what rendered the study of music more agreeable to me at that time was being able to practise it with madame de varens in other respects our tastes were widely different this was a point of coincidence which i loved to avail myself of she had no more objection to this than myself i knew at that time almost as much of it as she did and after two or three efforts we could make shift to decipher an air 
sometimes when i saw her busy at the furnace i have said here now is a charming duet which seems made for the very purpose of spoiling your drugs her answer would be if you make me burn them i'll make you eat them thus disputing i drew her to the harpsichord the furnace was presently forgotten the extract of juniper or wormwood calcined which i cannot recollect without transport and these scenes usually ended by her smearing my face with the remains of them it may easily be conjectured that i had plenty of employment to fill up my leisure hours one amusement however found room that was well worth all the rest we lived in such a confined dungeon that it was necessary sometimes to breathe the open air Annet, therefore engaged madame de varens to hire a garden in the suburbs both for this purpose and the convenience of rearing plants etc to this garden was added a summer-house which was furnished in the customary manner we sometimes dined and i frequently slept there insensibly i became attached to this little retreat decorated it with books and prints spending part of my time in ornamenting it during the absence of madame de varens that i might surprise her the more agreeably on her return sometimes i quitted this dear friend that i might enjoy the uninterrupted pleasure of thinking on her this was a caprice i can neither excuse nor fully explain i only know this really was the case and therefore i avow it i remember madame de luxembourg told me one day in raillery of a man who used to leave his mistress that he might enjoy the satisfaction of writing to her i answered i could have been this man i might have added that i had done the very same i did not however find it necessary to leave madame de varens that i might love her the more ardently for i was ever as perfectly free with her as when alone an advantage i never enjoyed with any other person man or woman however i might be attached to them but she was so often surrounded by company who were far from pleasing me that spite and weariness drove me to this asylum where i could indulge the idea without danger of being interrupted by impertinence thus my time being divided between business pleasure and instruction my life passed in the most absolute serenity 
europe was not equally tranquil france and the emperor had mutually declared war the king of sardinia had entered into the quarrel and a french army had filed off into piedmont to awe the milanese our division passed through chambery and among others the regiment of champagne whose colonel was the duc de la tremouille to whom i was presented he promised many things but doubtless never more thought of me our little garden was exactly at the end of the suburb by which the troops entered so that i could fully satisfy my curiosity in seeing them pass and i became as anxious for the success of the war as if it had nearly concerned me till now i had never troubled myself about politics for the first time i began reading the gazettes but with so much partiality on the side of france that my heart beat with rapture on its most trifling advantages and i was as much afflicted on a reverse of fortune as if i had been particularly concerned had this folly been transient i should not perhaps have mentioned it but it took such root in my heart without any reasonable cause that when i afterwards acted the anti-despot and proud republican at paris in spite of myself i felt a secret predilection for the nation i declared servile and for that government i affected to oppose the pleasantest of all was that ashamed of an inclination so contrary to my professed maxims i dared not own it to any one but rallied the french on their defeats while my heart was more wounded than their own i am certainly the first man that living with a people who treated him well and whom he almost adored put on even in their own country a borrowed air of despising them yet my original inclination is so powerful constant disinterested and invincible that even since my quitting that kingdom since its government magistrates and authors have outvied each other in rancour against me since it has become fashionable to load me with injustice and abuse i have not been able to get rid of this folly but notwithstanding their ill-treatment love them in spite of myself i long sought the cause of this partiality but was never able to find any except in the occasion that gave it birth a rising taste for literature attached me to french books to their authors and their country at the very moment the french troops were passing chambery 
i was reading brantome's celebrated captains my head was full of the clissons bayards lautrecs colignys montmorencys and tremouilles and i loved their descendants as the heirs of their merit and courage in each regiment that passed by methought i saw those famous black bands who had formerly done so many noble exploits in piedmont in fine i applied to these all the ideas i had gathered from books my reading continued which still drawn from the same nation nourished my affection for that country till at length it became a blind passion which nothing could overcome i have had occasion to remark several times in the course of my travels that this impression was not peculiar to me for france but was more or less active in every country for that part of the nation who were fond of literature and cultivated learning and it was this consideration that balanced in my mind the general hatred which the conceited air of the french is so apt to inspire their romances more than their men attract the women of all countries and the celebrated dramatic pieces of france create a fondness in youth for their theatres the reputation which that of paris in particular has acquired draws to it crowds of strangers who return enthusiasts to their own country in short the excellence of their literature captivates the senses and in the unfortunate war just ended i have seen their authors and philosophers maintain the glory of france so tarnished by its warriors i was therefore an ardent frenchman this rendered me a politician and i attended in the public square amid a throng of newsmongers the arrival of the post and sillier than the ass in the fable was very uneasy to know whose pack-saddle i should next have the honour to carry for it was then supposed we should belong to france and that savoy would be exchanged for milan i must confess however that i experienced some uneasiness for had this war terminated unfortunately for the allies the pension of madame de varens would have been in a dangerous situation nevertheless i had great confidence in my good friends the french and for once in spite of the surprise of monsieur de broglie my confidence was not ill-founded thanks to the king of sardinia whom i had never thought of while we were fighting in italy they were singing in france the operas of rameau began to make a noise there and once more raise the credit of his theoretic works 
which from their obscurity were within the compass of very few understandings by chance i heard of his treatise on harmony and had no rest till i purchased it by another chance i fell sick my illness was inflammatory short and violent but my convalescence was tedious for i was unable to go abroad for a whole month during this time i eagerly ran over my treatise on harmony but it was so long so diffuse and so badly disposed that i found it would require a considerable time to unravel it accordingly i suspended my inclination and recreated my sight with music the cantatas of bernier were what i principally exercised myself with these were never out of my mind i learned four or five by heart and among the rest the sleeping cupids which i have never seen since that time though i still retain it almost entirely as well as cupid stung by a bee a very pretty cantata by clerambault which i learned about the same time to complete me there arrived a young organist from valdust called the abbe palais a good musician and an agreeable companion who performed very well on the harpsichord i got acquainted with him and we soon became inseparable he had been brought up by an italian monk who was a capital organist he explained to me his principles of music which i compared with rameau my head was filled with accompaniments concords and harmony but as it was necessary to accustom the ear to all this i proposed to madame de varence having a little concert once a month to which she consented End of section two. Recording by Martin Giessen in Hazelmere, Surrey.